um, John 4, 23 and 24 tonight. Verse 23 says, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. Verse 24, God is spirit, and those who worship him must in spirit and truth. And I just want to talk for a few minutes tonight on that spirit and truth. And can we just reach out to him one more time? Thank him for what he's already doing. Thank you, Jesus, for speaking already, for for just being here with us, for your presence, God. Nothing like being in your presence, God. Nothing like being in your presence together, God. Ministering to us, each of us, and, and speaking to our hearts and healing us, God. Healing the nations, healing your people, God, that are called by your name when we humble ourselves. And we pray and we turn from our wicked ways and we seek your face, God. You're, you're ministering tonight and I thank you, Jesus, for it. Continue, Lord God, to speak to us tonight. In Jesus' name, we give you thanks and praise. Amen, amen. In Jesus' name, you can be seated. I, this, this story is, uh, I would say it's my favorite story in, in the Bible. And that, there's a number of reasons for that. Uh, one, God has brought me back to this story so many times that um, it's, it's amazing. But just what a powerful moment this actually is when, when Jesus is essentially launching his, his public ministry. And he chooses, a, chooses to do it with this one woman who has all these flaws. And he sends away his disciples because they wouldn't understand it at the time. And this woman goes and, and tells a city about it and a city is saved. But the, the biggest thing that, that stands out to me is, is this exactly, that he says, the hour is cometh. The hour is cometh. And when I think about what's happening now and what, what we're seeing, we all get caught up. We always get caught up in what's happening, happening in America as if anything that's happening is happening here. But the world's been crazy for a long time. And our country's been crazy for a long, a long time. And, and anything that's fallen, anything that's of the flesh is crazy anyway. But I, I look at this and I hear what the, the preaching that's been coming across from, from this pulpit, uh, some of the preaching that I've seen and, and some of the, uh, the preachers that I enjoy to watch. But primarily from this pulpit, this is my church, this is our church. And what comes from this pulpit is what God is speaking to this body. So it's primarily what I focus on. But I do like to uh, see what the body, you know, there's, there's conferences, there's different things where God will, will use somebody to speak um, to his body as a whole from other people coming from other churches or whatever it is. Or when we have uh, Reverend Luami Diaz come or any other evangelist and what God has put on their heart. And the thing that I'm picking up on, and maybe you are too, is the sense of urgency that is is taking place. Because I've heard it, I've heard it for for my whole life. Jesus is coming back. He's coming back, and he is coming back. 
He is coming back. Make no mistake. He is coming back. Amen. Amen to that. Thank you, Jesus, for coming back. I don't want to stay in this mess. Lord, thank you for coming back. But the urgency that I'm feeling now versus um, years ago, which it's hard to believe that we have entered into our third decade in this century. Now, for some of you that were born in this century, they might, that may not seem crazy, but for me and maybe a few others here, the fact that we are in the third decade of this century is, is mind-blowing. But I think back to messages growing up, or even if you go back and you listen to some of the older messages and you hear the warnings that were going out, the, the calls that Jesus is coming back, the urgency and what I feel and what we are all feeling in the Spirit Something has shifted. Even from a year ago, the preaching that's taking place, something has shifted. And there's no shortage of prophets on YouTube. <laughs> um, and, and we've got to be careful. And that's why tonight I want to talk about spirit and truth. Because I think there's more prophets on social media now than there was in all the Old Testament. I'm not sure. But they're out there, and, and, and there's signs out there. there there's, there's a lot being said, a lot being spoken, and it's so important that we be able to discern that. And really, whatever prophecy is out there, whatever sign uh, some of us may be looking for, I don't know. Some of them resonate in my spirit, but I have to try them in spirit and truth. I have to say, okay, there's a lot out there. Is it aligning up with the Spirit, the Holy Ghost inside of me, and the truth, the Word of God? So it's important to understand that Spirit and truth is to w the way to discern those things. It, it didn't stop at, then Peter said unto them, repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost isn't just a, a one-way, one-time-in ticket. You can't just go down to Disney, pay for one day, and then keep going back year after year after year with that ticket. We have to be the ones that are continually being renewed in the Holy Spirit, letting the Holy Ghost be renewed in us through spirit and truth. And, and I just think a lot of people, a lot of us, whether it's in, in, in our organization or others, have grabbed on to some end-time prophecies that, that aren't necessarily biblically accurate. And I'm not going to call them out, but I know this. I'm not waiting for a pre-trib or a post-trib. I'm not waiting for a temple to be built. I'm not waiting for anything other than I'm going to worship in spirit and truth. Because I know if I'm worshiping in spirit and truth, that's what Jesus told this woman at the well. He didn't say, hey, wait for this sign. Look for this sign. Wait for this prophet to say this. He said the time is coming when God is looking for worshipers in spirit and truth. That's something that I can do every day. I don't have to look for a sign. I don't have to wait for a prophecy to come through to tell me that, what, what to do or how to do it. I'm just going to say, God, every day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to worship you in spirit and truth. Because if I do that every day, then I know, hey, if I'm waiting for this temple to be built or whatever it may be, 
that you're holding on to, it may or may not happen. I, I don't know. But if I'm every day in spirit and truth, then I know, am I a wheat or am I a tear? Am I a sheep or am I a goat? If I'm waking up every day in spirit and truth, and I'm seeking God in spirit and truth, I can stand on that. And no, I'm not waiting on anything else. And I fear that so many people are looking for all of these things to happen or, or this sign or, or, or this prophecy. And, and that is unfortunately how a church of Laodicea can be created. That can breed lukewarmness by me saying, I can be comfortable in, in, in this because that still hasn't taken place. Or I'm still waiting for, for this to happen so I can still kind of rest easy here a little bit. But Jesus didn't tell that woman that. He said the time is coming. And, and, and we are there, church, where he says also, you're not going to worship on this mountain or in Jerusalem. He's saying, hey, now it's not just for the Jews. It, you're taking it out. And we've lived through a year where churches were closed down, whatever it is. And I'm so thankful that, that we can go online or whatever it may be, but we don't know what the future holds. But if we have to have it in our home, I want to have it in my home. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord in spirit and in truth. And I'm not going to wait for that prophet, that prophetic thing to happen or take place. We can get caught up in that. We can get caught up and, and we can miss things. And um, I, I, I ran this past Brother Dave and Brother Brian Duvall earlier today to share this story because it's not, it's not my story. And, and Brother Brian can tell it much better and get uh, a, a much bigger laugh. I've heard him tell it a few times, and I crack up every time. But he, he's told me the story of, of them going on a, a fishing trip. He was a young boy at the time. Back in the days when you could, in the back seat when you were young, you could sit up in between the two chairs and get in the conversation with mom and dad. I know a lot of the young people have no idea what, that, what, what that's about. You're in seat belts and car seats for young people or kids, but um, you were just excited to hear what's going on up in the front seat in the congregation. And, and they were going on a fishing trip, I believe, uh, towing a boat, and Brother Dave and uh, Brother Ben Mink's dad were in, in conversation in the front seat. And Brother Brian's soaking it up, listening, just excited to be going fishing with, you know, the guys and everything. And I'm sure being ministers of the gospel, Brother Dave and Brother Ben's dad were in-depth conversation about the, the scriptures. I'm sure they weren't talking about the fish they were going to catch or who was going to catch the bigger fish. But they were in, in conversation and not paying as much attention to the road as Brother Brian happens to see a sign that says, road closed ahead. And he was like, hey, hey, and they're, they're just, whatever, be quiet, son. And he sees another one, road closed ahead. Hey, hey, listen, there's a road, the road's coming to an end. Onlookers coming the other way. Uh, he said, we're just staring at him, like giving him the huge eyes, like what are you guys doing? And, and, and finally, um, they get to the end. And they slam on the brakes in just enough time to, the, the car settles on the edge. And they have to put the car in reverse and, and pull it out and back it out. But, but the point is, if we're caught up looking for signs, we may miss a sign. We, we may be looking for the wrong signs. We may not be paying attention and miss it. 
So I just want to be every day in spirit and truth and say, Lord, that's what I need to be. That's how I need to be ready. God forbid there's not enough oil in my lamp because I've been caught up in something else. Because I've been looking at the wrong things. I've been listening to the wrong things. I've been just waiting for something to happen when it's in front of me every day. His word is in front of me every day. His spirit is in front of me every day. I have the ability every morning to open my eyes and pray to a mighty God, the creator of the universe, of the earth, of everything. I have, you have the ability to wake up every day and say, Lord God, Take me today. Hold my hand today, God, because I don't know what any I don't know what the next minute holds. I don't know what phone call I'm going to get from somebody with an urgent situation. I don't know what's going to happen on the way to work. I don't know, but I know God. I can wake up and call on you. In spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth, because I don't want to be caught up and anything else. I don't want to put my hope in anything else. And, and we have been conditioned, and, and it's, it's just part of, uh, of life. And we have so many blessings in our nation. It starts in, in, in grade school or even earlier. They throw a textbook in front of you, and I'm married to an educator, so I, I'm thankful for education. We need it. God bless it. Guys, get the best education you can get. But I'm saying we got to understand that this is the truth. This word, the word of God is the truth. Because they can throw a textbook in front of you, and we don't even know who wrote it, why they wrote it, what's their opinion, why, why is this their opinion? We can turn on the news and hear somebody that is bought and paid for by who knows what bigger entity telling them what to say. I saw a, a, a video compilation where somebody had put together... A, a news media compilation of a random story. It wasn't even a, a, a major story, but it was something that was national. And they pieced this together from many news organizations, um, local and national news organizations. I think I saw one of our Cincinnati news stations on there. And the crazy thing was, every one of these anchors, anchors had said the same line. This is... California to New York, Ohio, and in between, everything. And, and I thought, my goodness, that was sent down from somebody to where they all ex are saying the exact same line. One person tried to mix it up a little bit, and I think they changed two words around. But the point was they were saying the exact same thing. And I thought, that came down from somewhere. But we're conditioned. We're conditioned um, with everything that we, we're, we're told day by day week by week, and, and, and how we can have our hope in anything of this world. Um, it's all falling apart. We've been seeing it fall apart now for a long time, but this last year now, we've seen it completely upended. And, and if we have our hope in a, a government that uh, how a two-party system it has the, 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 the cares for over 300 million people, I have no idea. It's not possible. And it's certainly not, none of them are aligned with the word of God. So I have to ask myself and wonder each day, like, 
when I wake up and go about my day, what am I aligning with? Is it spirit and truth? Or is it the cares of this world? Or what's happening today in our nation? Or last week? Or last month? Or last year? Or 10 years ago? Because God, God was on the throne when a virus went worldwide. God was on the throne during the Trump administration. God was on the throne during the Obama administration, during the Bush administration, during the Clinton administration, during the Gulf War, during the Vietnam War, during World War II, during World War I, during the Spanish flu, during the Civil War, during the Revolutionary War, during the Protestant Reformation, God was on the throne. While he was walking this earth manifested in the flesh, God was on the throne. During the Roman Empire, God was on the throne. During the Egyptian, the pharaohs, God was on the throne. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and nothing can change that. And when we say that's what I'm submitted to, that's what I'm aligned with, then I know I'm in the right place. I know that I'm in spirit and truth at that time. My cares are not on this world. This world is divided enough. This nation is divided enough. God is saying it's enough for my church to be divided. Are you seeking me in spirit and truth? He's asking his people, starting with that woman at that well, are you seeking me in spirit and truth? Or are you seeking me the way you want to? Or what you believe to be right? Or what this prophet said? that you don't even know them, or what this politician that you don't even know is saying, or this media talking head that you don't even know is saying, or are you seeking me in my word and spirit and truth? Are you connected with the body of Christ? Are you connected with your pastor and your pulpit? Are you connected to me in spirit and truth? Because everything else is gonna fail. Kings and kingdoms fall but not the kingdom of God. I have to be aligned with the kingdom of God. And that starts with my spirit being aligned with his. Again, the gift. And the gift of the Holy Ghost that we talk about in Acts 2.38. We tell it. We pray people through. It's time to renew that every day. I don't want to see a church of Laodicea take over the, the church of today. And it's easy in our nation. It's easy to get caught up. Social media, I, I, it's amazing to me that society and social media in my, have surpassed the wickedness of Hollywood. Hollywood pales in, pales in comparison to what's happening on a daily basis on, on social media and, and in society. It's amazing some of the stories that, that we hear going on. But to understand what, how to be aligned in the spirit, I think it's important to go back and understand what, what exactly is it. In Romans 8, 12 through 17, it talks about sonship through the spirit. 12 says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. 
For as many uh, as you are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage, again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. We're all born with a void inside of us. And, and, and some of us, like me, get distracted for far too long and start chasing other things to fill that void. Nothing will ever fill that void except for Abba Father. Abba Father. Thank you, Jesus. You see it in people, the wealthiest people, the biggest celebrities in our nation that seemingly have everything that we say, that would be great. I would be so fulfilled if I had that. They're miserable. And, and, and they're seeking something, not knowing. Hopefully some of them finding out what that is. Filling that with the Holy Spirit that aligns with God. We have to know that. And, and, and rather, we've been serving God for 80 years, 50 years, 30 years, 30 days, or today, whatever it is, it's that spirit that we have to be connected to. Because if I'm connected to this worldly system, and that's what we're in, and it's easy. I'm not going to stand here and say it, 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 that it's easy to not get distracted, not get caught up in, in the cares of the, the world. We're faced with them every day. The pressure is intense. I would love to go back to a, a time before cell phones. My goodness. As great as they are, I, I remember the days that I wasn't bound to that. I can remember getting a, a, an answering machine. That's, that's how far back I can go and think how great that was. But the truth is being out and, and not being tied to something, the freedom that came with that. But, but the point is we're just tied to it. And everything, we are you know, we're, we're in a world that we can say, well, again, I'm looking for this sign or, or that sign. But what I see is a modern-day Tower of Babel happening. It may not be that we're building the highest tower and thinking we're going to actually climb up into the heavens. But the World Wide Web, um, a, a virus that has divided or united part of the world, whatever it may be. We are moving rapidly to this one world system. And I'm still not even going to wait for that to happen. Because I'm going to worship in spirit and truth. Because God said, no man knows the hour. Nobody knows the time. So again, if I'm waiting for that one world government, that antichrist or whatever it may be, then I'm, I've got my eyes off Jesus. My eyes have to be on spirit and truth. And if the word says God is spirit, then my, God, my eyes have to be on him. The Holy Ghost can give us wisdom. It gives us wisdom. It's what we have to lean on. Because I, I can't lean on what somebody else is telling me, especially a, a person that's not filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, again, a government that's not got 
the Holy Ghost in mind. It, it's funny that I, I've, once you get to be, you know, my age, I can, I can put things in perspective through time. Um, you know, I can, I can go back and think the music and the things that were on TV and in movies when I was young. I was like, what's the big deal with this? And, you know, my parents or, or Pastor Buller at the time uh, would be saying, you know, that's not good. And you're thinking, what are you talking about? But you know what? Somebody told my parents that Elvis Presley or James Brown wasn't good, you know, not to get caught up in that. But the truth of the matter is now, with perspective and time behind me, I can see the process, the deterioration, and how getting caught up on those things, whether we think it or not, are things that are pulling our eyes off of Jesus. Those are things that are taking my mind off spirit and truth. If I say, oh, that's not bad, well, go back 50 years and see what people were saying. Well, that's not bad. And we can see the deterioration. I have to have my mind on Jesus, my eyes on Jesus, spirit and truth. 1 Corinthians 2 and 6. I'll just start with 6. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages of our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of, a, of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. What I'm getting from that is no president, no administration, no, no nation is preparing me for what God is preparing me for. So why am I going to align myself with something like that? Why am I going to get so passionate about something like that when I can wake up and say, God is on the throne today. And it doesn't matter what the rest of the world is doing. God is on the throne. I'm going to serve him because I know where he's going to be on the throne through eternity. He's an eternal God. The same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm going to put everything I have into that. I'm not going to put anything into this world. I don't want to invest any more time, any more energy, any more space, the capacity that we are the, uh, that our minds are filled with each day. Bandwidth is the word used now. Is It's astounding how much we are caught up in, in, in stuff. Meanwhile, he's on the throne saying, here I am in spirit and truth. Here I am in spirit and truth. And truth, I want to look at Ephesians 4, 17 through 24. It says, this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, because the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him 
and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. As the truth is in Jesus. That you put off concerning your former conduct. The old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Spirit and truth. I'm going to wake up every day, Lord. I'm going to seek you in spirit and truth. I look at the scripture that God put on my heart. I've shared it a number of times. When I came back to serving God, came back to church, living for God, giving my life to him, the, the one scripture I grabbed, and it, it, is, it is my scripture that, that I, I try my best to live by, Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. And, you know, at first that meant a lot of different things. That meant, okay, seek him first, and I'm going to go ahead and take care of you and give you these, 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 these uh, things that are, are more materialistic that you might want. You know, that car, that house, whatever it may be. Then it started to change as the walk grew in spirit and truth more. That started to change to the things of God's heart. You know, going and ministering at the jails of the prison. Going down to City Gospel Mission, feeding the homeless, feeding the poor. Those things began to be the things that I wanted to seek more than anything. Those began to, be, began to be the things that were added into me, that were fulfilling me. Not those materialistic things, and I'm thankful for that. But I think if, I, if I'm going to wake up and I'm going to say, how am I going to seek you, God, in spirit and truth? I, I can take that scripture and say, okay, I'm going to seek first the kingdom. And I could even replace that word with spirit. And I'm going to seek righteous, his righteousness. And I can replace that with truth because I, I know what the word says about his kingdom. And Jesus talked a lot about the kingdom as such as, the kingdom is such as, and he gave us glimpses of what his kingdom would be like. But in this carnal flesh, we don't know. Until we're on that other side in glory, then we'll fully understand it. But what I can know is that if I seek him, in spirit and truth, if I seek his spirit, if I align the Holy Ghost inside of me with him first, seek ye first the kingdom, seek ye first the spirit of God. What is the spirit of God telling me to do tomorrow? What is the spirit of God telling me to do tonight? Am I listening to the Holy Ghost or is it drowned out by that new song, that new video, that new piece of news that came out? That, that new movie that's coming out, that, that whatever my flesh is craving after, is it seeking after what my flesh is craving after? Or is it seeking after his spirit, the Holy Ghost that's inside of me? If you don't have the Holy Ghost tonight, I encourage you to seek it tonight. Keep seeking it because we have to have it because it is not, again, a one-way ticket. You're not going to go down to Disney and keep using that one-day pass for the rest of your life. It's our GPS. It's our guidance system. It's what's going to get us through each and every day. And if I'm tapped in to seek ye first the spirit, seek ye first the kingdom, then I know I'm on the right path. I know my GPS is dialed in right when I say, okay, I'm going to wake up and seek ye first your spirit, God. My Holy Ghost inside of me is going to understand and say, yes, 
That's it. What we felt here in praise and worship a little bit ago when we were all feeling that presence sweep over my soul. That's the Holy Ghost inside of you saying, yes, I recognize that. That's the Spirit of God. That's what I'm going to align myself with. And his righteousness. Righteousness is defined by rightness. Uh, the rightness. We have the world has a much different idea of what righteousness is today. What, what society and politicians and even laws are telling us don't align with this. We're told, as a matter of fact, that this is hate speech. So, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek ye first the spirit and the truth. I know what the truth is. I know that this is the truth. And I know the Holy Ghost is alive inside of me. So I know that if I'm seeking those things, I'm seeking the right things. I'm going to get my eyes off of the world. I'm going to get my eyes off of prophecies and signs. And, and we need prophets. The fivefold ministry includes prophets. We need to be having people act in the prof, or operate in the prophetic, not saying anything about that. But we have to test it with spirit and truth. And I'm thankful when we have a prophetic word, and it comes across a lot, and I'm thankful for it. Remember, don't get caught up in all the YouTube prophets because you may end up down a road that's going to cause a lukewarm heart, and you may get lost in what is spirit and truth. And just simply what I want to say tonight, if the musicians can come, is we are at a time when God is saying, the hour cometh. The hour cometh. And, and, and look, you know, there was a time when I was young, like I said, I heard all the things, I, all, all the things to be on the lookout for. And, and I'm not going to get caught up in those and, and dwell on those things, but we're seeing them. They're happening now. We're seeing, at one point in my life, the thought of a one-world government was crazy. Now it's commonplace. It's common talk. Uh, religious organizations are, to try, are trying to make it starting with the Catholic Church, trying to make it all come back to that organization and fall under that. And, and when that stuff starts happening, we can keep waiting and say, okay, when I see that, I'm going to wake up, or I can wake up tomorrow and say, today, Lord, I'm going to seek you in spirit and truth. I can wake up to tomorrow if you can stand. And if we could just do that for a moment before we start singing if us individually can say I'm going to start seeking you for a moment Lord God in spirit and truth I'm going to be quiet because I think we need to do that as individuals right now if you're over your household do it for your household I think we need to take a minute
Jesus, Jesus. Faithful and true, Jesus. Faithful and true, Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Jesus.